G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of October 31, Victoria Derby Day. I'm John Barker, a.k.a. the Crafty Cremornian. Joining me once again, same blokes, but now with nicknames, Jackpot Joel Marshall. Joel, how are you? Great to be here, Barks. Yeah, just, uh, well, does it make us better tipsters? It certainly sounds a lot better. It does. Uh, look, the listeners will have absolutely no idea what we're talking about because uh, uh, I finally get around to making up a new ad for the podcast this week. You might have noticed it uh, if you downloaded us or if you're listening to us on Spotify, you would have seen the new artwork there. But because of uh, the massive fields around Australia this weekend, uh, we get it into the paper. But anyway, it'll be there in the Cup Special. Speaking of the Cup Special, we will be uh, online about Monday lunchtime with our Cup Special podcast, so don't miss that. Also joining us, Dynamite, Dan Nuttall and Daniel. Uh, all the talk this week, uh, I guess, on Twitter seems to be what a poor Victoria Derby it is. Are you, uh, are you buying into that? Hey, look, look. Yeah, on first glance, the, um, the field doesn't look too great, really, does it? Um, I think there's a couple of nice horses that will forge you know, good, good careers. Um, it's early to say. Um, and a lot of these taking on the distance, or all these taking on 2,500 metres for the first time. But um, I think there's some pretty likely types in the field. But um, a Group 1 field, probably not. Um, probably more of a benchmark sort of race at this stage. But... In saying that, I think, um, yeah, as I said, there's three or four of these, so I'd like to follow into the future uh, at a same trip. And um, but the rest of the card, um, electric as always, and yeah, my favourite day, Derby Day. So looking forward to it. Yeah, I, what I normally write in this edition of the best bets and winning post is uh, how there's always the criticism about the Derby's too far. It comes up too early, and yet here we are with yet another full field. But we don't have a full field this time. Joel, and indeed, we uh, don't have any runners from outside Victoria, which is the first time in my memory that uh, has happened. Um, you'd almost say that the highlight on the card is the handicap mile, would you not? Yeah, the Cantala. It's had a few name changes over the years, but it is a uh, another good running of that race. Um, obviously, we've got the Mayor's race earlier in the day. Uh, the Dane, uh, sorry, not the Daniel, the Coolmore Stud Stakes is a nice big field, looks very open. But uh, yeah, look, in terms of a lot of debate going on whether the Derby should be brought back to 2,000 metres, I'm firmly in the corner of leave it as it is. Uh, just, you know, we, obviously we're not getting the strong fields that we used to see. But um, I think, you know, if, if your horse is not sort of ready to run 2,500, well, don't go there. But as you said, normally we get a maximum field, so there's enough. There's enough of them out there that want to go there. So, yeah, I think leave it leave it as is. All righty. And we haven't even touched on uh, the Golden Eagle, which uh, is the richest race on the day at Rose Hill and uh, at, at 7.5 million. And that has certainly uh, attracted a capacity field. But we'll get to that shortly. We will take you right through the Flemington card because as... Daniel alluded to earlier, it uh, is one of the, many people say it's the most prestigious and uh, best racing day on the calendar. It certainly is nine races, all at group level and four group ones. So it's got claims on that title. And we start as we always do. Did we last year? I've got a feeling there was one year we didn't, but it's the Carbine Club Stakes race one. 
It's at 11.40 a.m. It is the Network 10 Carbine Club Stakes, which is a bit of a clue of uh, a bit of a clue to the uh, how uh, we'll switch over from you've been watching Channel 7. It's obviously uh, this carnival is on Channel 10. So Network 10 Carbine Club Stakes, 1,600 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds. Joel, it's a group three worth 250000 you know, probably a little between the form lines of numbers one and three. Three's came up a lot shorter. I'll lean the way of one Crosshaven. Just ahead of three, Azar. Azar was very good in the uh, in the Caulfield Guineas, had the wide gate and did a bit of work. Crosshaven also drew wide there. And well, there was about just over two lengths between them. Maybe Crosshaven can turn the tables, but not a lot of confidence. I think they're the main two. Four embolism really opened up a gap on the rivals last time out. This is a step up in class, but he seems to be improving. And seven, so let's toast. Wasn't an overly fast race that it came out of last time out, but certainly ticking over nicely, heading in the right direction. I've gone one from three, four, and seven. Yeah, the four at the top of the page dominate the market. Um, I'm going to go with what the only one of those is yet to see 1,600 metres, and that's the Godolphin gelding in danger. But he was excellent, winning the Gothic States, stakes second up. He sort of topped the straight. If you're on him, you probably weren't all too confident. He sort of took a while to um to wind up. He looked to be, I guess, labouring a little bit, but then really let down nicely the 200, last 200 metres and finished all over the top of them. Um, it was a run to my eye that indicates he wants all of this trip. Um, and, yeah, look, he's... Certainly has to take on a couple here who've got form through the Caulfield Guineas and he comes out of a listed race. But I think he's on the up. And, yeah, just um, first time at the mile, I'm looking forward to seeing him there. He's at a pretty baffling price too, around the $6.50 mark. So he's on top for me, the two in danger. I've got the three ASAR in next. Of course, Speedo and Crosshaven in that Guineas I, um, I reference. He was excellent there. I think he'll only improve with that run of the belt. Crosshaven uh, also in the game. And four embolism who... Um, Want to race at Caulfield on uh, was it the that midweek meeting on between the Caulfield Carnival uh, was far too good there. It's a nice type, nice cult by Seamus Award, and um, he'll certainly be let him know that he'll let him know that he's there as well. But two on top in danger of three, one and four. Uh, same numbers for me, different order. Went with the favourite Asa number three to beat Crosshaven, Embolism, and in danger three, one, four, two. For me, race two uh, on Derby Day at Flemington is the GH Mum Wakeful Stakes, 2,000 metres for three-year-old fillies, set weights and penalties. The best of these will no doubt press on to the Oaks five days later. Joel, it's group two with 300,000. Yeah, not sort of thinking outside of the box here, going with the market. One personal on top. All her runs this prep have been super. She beat all bar Odium in the 1,000 guineas, and I think that's the right form out of a Galileo mare. Should appreciate the step up to 2,000 metres. I thought 8 Muravale was the biggest threat. Uh, you know, her form on paper doesn't look flash, but she's got the Sydney form, and they rode her upside down in the flight stakes. That was a fast race, and spring champion. They rode her a bit quieter on the backup. She got speared off the track on the turn, lost a bit of ground. I thought she kept flying the line quite well. I think she's an improver off of that. Four agreeable. It's also been uh, getting back running on at every run this prep, uh, suggesting a step up in trip would suit. And nine Victoria Key seems to be uh, sort of emerging on the scene at the right time. That was a good effort at Morphville last start behind the uh, talented Ain't No Deal Done. One on top for me from eight, four, and nine. Yeah, with personal, pretty keen on her. She's done um, nothing wrong 
this preparation, even though she hasn't yet to win, she hasn't won one, one yet. She's been second to a couple of smart ones at her past couple. Um, and as Joel alluded to, the breeding on the mum side anyway um, suggests that the rise and trip will help. As the way she's sort of finishing off her race, she's taking some time to wind up and really letting down nicely late. So she's on top for me personal. The best of the day in Melbourne. I think for second up the nine, Victoria Key, who, um, yeah, was terrific up to listed grade. Last start, the Hillsmith in Adelaide. Um, the winner there, as Joel said, is pretty talented. And she was um, she chased her hard and hit the line nicely there. So she's she's going places, certainly. The the, the nine, Victoria Key, and, yeah, one that certainly will um, improve out in the trip. The three succeed indeed. It was okay, I thought, last start in a race. Had to be, it was helped to be closer to the speed. Um, I think she's going the right way. And in for fourth, I have the eight, Miraval, one nine three eight. Same trifecta for me. Yeah, look, personal. Uh, I do love backing uh, these high raters in uh, set weights races, and personal should be getting ten and a half kilos and more off the rest of them. It meets them at level weights. Uh, Victoria Key succeed indeed, like Daniel and for. Fourth, I've chucked in the Maiden Salto Angel. So I am one, nine, three, and six. Race three at Flemington on Saturday. Derby Day is the TAB Stakes. This one's had a few names through the years as well. It is the 1,200-metre handicap, which, of course, back in the day was a Group 1 on this day, but uh, the Group 1 status has been switched across to the Wait for Age race that these days is run on the second Saturday. Uh, the TAB Stakes is a 1,200-metre handicap. It is a Group 2 worth 300,000 Joel. I'll be having a couple of bets here. I've gone with number four, Kemmel Passer, on top, last year's winner. Up a bit in weight on that win, but seems to be going as well. There was a bit of a flat run second up in the Wiley, but was giving a fair bit of weight away to his rivals there. Did bounce back in the Gilgai down the straight last time out, close up third to Zutori. That suggests that he's in as good a form as last year, and I think he'll be hard to beat. Two tactical advantage, I think it's a good roughie. His form's not flash, but he can he can mix it up a little bit. In saying that, he's won 11 from 38, so he is a bit of a winner, and he has won down the straight before. He didn't have any luck last time out, and prior to that just found the 1,000 too sharp. Before that, was chasing own classic legend. So I think he's one at a bit of odds to consider. Six, Banquo, good jump out recently. Kept fresh since the Rupert Clark. Just didn't, didn't quite savage the line there at 1,400 metres. I think back in distance is a plus and nine octane. A lot of people coming up with him. And for sure, he's going to be hard to beat. Proved down the straight. And he was pretty good at weight for age last time out. Four on top for me, though, from two, six and nine. The Octane on top for me, deserved favourite. Um, yeah, carrying the weight for age scale, giving a lot of better horses about the handicaps. Um, sort of carrying the same weight, I and mean, he was excellent, I thought. Um, was finished within half a length of dirty work and diamond effort. That's excellent form for this. Um, has the has the wind down the straight, so that's no issue. And uh, he dropped four and a half kilos, so deserved favourite, I think. Octane, um, but there won't be. I think I will be having a, a bet on Coruscate as well. He'd love to um, love to own this bloke. He's so honest and reliable. His two wins back from a spell have been really good. They're pretty did it pretty easy on the line there as well. Um, so he's certainly in the game. So nine to beat one. We've got the three in the third order of command. He's better than what he showed last time. And in for fourth of the seven, Rich Charm. We know he loves the straight nine one three seven. 
Uh, Octane, for me, made that my best on the day. Speaking of specials, Daniel, I see your uh, value is in danger and your, your best was personal, so you'll be tucking the bat under the arm at about 12.30 and just taking your profit. Will that, uh, will that be the case? Yeah, probably. Um, but knowing me, uh, after a couple of beers, I want to have a quaddy on at every track if I ever win early, so we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, hopefully we can start off nicely. Tactical advantage, Camel Passer and Neighbourhood complete my first four, nine, two, four, and ten. Race four at Flemington on Derby Day is the big staying race. Golden ticket available. Lexus Hotham Stakes, 2,500 metres. Quality handicap, minimum 55. Group three worth 200,000, Joel. Now, length away of number one, Ash Run. He's got the 61 kilos, but I thought he was pretty good at Geelong, this French import. Didn't um, sort of didn't quicken at the top of the straight, but I like the way he kept closing. Got within a length and a half of Steel Prince. I think that's the right form. Chabau definitely hasn't had a lot go right this prep. I think he's the main threat, getting a little bit of a little bit of a weight advantage off the top weight there. He's going pretty well. Mark Zara takes over and certainly deserves a change of luck. Eleven admire Robson heavily backed in the Bart Cummings last start. Uh, ran pretty well. He seems to be. Coming to hand nicely now for the new yard and seven future score coming off a good win in the Cranbourne Cup. Step up should suit. But I'm with one from 10, 11 and seven. This is a really competitive race. So um, not too confident um, on my top pick, Sound. I thought it was sort of hard to separate um, the first four or five of my numbers. But I've, I've gone with Sounds, uh, who has, hasn't won for some time. It's well known, but he keeps racing well. He was excellent at the Bart Cummings two back, length of person, and then not much went right in the Mooney Valley Cup last Saturday. Um, this is his right trip. He's run well in Melbourne Cup, Sierra Caulfield Cups. and um, yeah, So he's on top for me. The five, the ten in next Chabelle. Uh, they're probably hoping to wrap up the Melbourne Cup, Cup spot by now. Uh, he just hasn't been able to uh, win one yet. He's been racing well, sort of, finishing not thereabouts. But now fourth up, uh, he's got... Two runs under over this trip under his belt, and um, Zara goes on. So he's in the game. The ten, uh, admire. Sorry, the eight in next, which is Carif. Big one over the odds for sure, and one Ash run um, has to be included as well. Five, ten, one, and eight. Yeah, I think I've tipped Shabao every run this prep, so not jumping off now to beat Ash run. A platinum invader for third, and admire Robson for fourth. Ten, one, four, and eleven. Race. Five on Derby Day at Flemington. First of the Group Ones, TAB Empire Rose Stakes, sixteen hundred meters, three year olds and up. Phillies and mares at uh, wait for age, and it is worth a million bucks, Joel. Yeah, tricky race. There's you know a couple that are sort of dominating the market at Mystic Journey and the three year old Odium, and they're certainly. Strong hopes. I've just gone with number 10, She Shall Fly, on an each-way basis. She just continues to race well, this girl. Unknown at the 1,600 metres. But, again, she's got a lovely low draw. Jamie Carr riding sensationally well. And, yeah, she just continues to step up every time they sort of ask a, sort of a new challenge of her. She, uh, she steps up. She wasn't beaten far by Madame Rouge last time out. Meets her again here. Both, both mares are sort of unproved at the at the extra distance, but I just went with the good alley, maybe just a little each way bet. Not not overly confident. Ten on top, though, from one Mystic Journey. She looks back 
to something like her best, and that's going to mean she's very hard to beat. 12 Odium. We've seen a couple of three-year-old fillies win this recently, coming off seconds in the 1,000 guineas. This girl won the 1,000 guineas and was quite dominant. So she can certainly take a stack of beating. And I thought number six, Shout the Bar, might be an improver. They've put the blinkers on her. She's a Group 1 winner over Probabile back in the autumn. I thought the second up run in the Golden Pendant was good. Suggested she was back, uh, sort of back on track. And then in the angst, she drew wide, did a bit of work and didn't finish off. Uh, she was giving a fair bit of weight away to those two. So she could be a big improver. But I'm with 10 from 1, 12 and 6. With the one Mystic Journey on top, she um, had her doubters before that stock stake run at Mooney Valley. And um, I thought she was excellent there and perfect jewel running away from it. Just the key for her is... Up to the 1,600 metres, she excels at the distance. Um, she's won four or five and handles all handles all going. So if the rain does come next couple of days, um, that won't be a problem. So drawn ideally, good jockey on board. Um, ticks a lot of boxes, I think, Mystic Journey. I think Vanna Girl and Missile Mantra are both worthy of a smaller sort of each-way bets. Missile Mantra has um, been running much better than the form suggests. Wide last start. Form out of that race is uh, stacked up at Caulfield and... 600 metres is good for her. Vanny Girl, they're probably hoping to go um, sort of higher heights as preparation with her. I think Hawks Plate was on the agenda. but um, And I don't think her form in Sydney, this preparation, have been, has been all too bad. Uh, I think in Epsom, got a long way back and was okay there. And then in the Croven Plate at 2,000 metres, um, she was much better running on, hitting the line nicely. Back to the mile, though. Um, she has a good record over this distance. She won with plenty of races in in Brisbane over the winter, so it came of age at preparation. Um, drawn to do what no work in barrier one and gets the breaks, she can certainly be in the finish. Uh, and then in for fourth over the 12 odium, hard to ignore. Last night, group one winner with that 49 kilos on her back. One eight five twelve. Yeah, Mystic Journey, one of my favorites. Delighted to see her return to form third up. And so it was with great reluctance that I have gone with the Philly Odium to beat Mystic Journeys. Forbidden love for third and uh, certainly with Joel Shisha fly off. Had her thereabouts in my selections uh, for uh, her last few runs and she certainly hasn't let anyone down. I've made her my roughie on page two of winning post this week. My number's 12, 1, 14 and 10. First leg of the Quaddy on Derby Day at Flemington is race six. And that is the race, is a race by the name of the Coolmore Stud Stakes, which uh, Joel spoke of before. It's become a real highlight of the day, the three-year-old sprint. Uh, set weights, four three-year-olds, as I mentioned, over 1,200 metres. It is worth one and a half million at set weights, Joel. Gone with number seven, Anders, here. Uh, a few weeks ago, you weren't expecting to get 7 or $8 about this bloke. And all of a sudden, here it is. He was electrifying winning those first two runs back in Sydney in the Rosebud and the San Domenico, beat good horses in good time. And then had a little bit of a freshen up into the Blue Sapphire. Finished, ended up finishing last of three there, jumped $1.35. Uh, it wasn't able to get away from those other two. They were running quick time. And, you know, it didn't... <coughs> didn't appear so because he wasn't able to put a break on them but they were running fast time i just think that run will bring him on a stack mark zara won this race uh with merchant navy a couple of years ago and i think he can bring up his second win in the event good odds now so he's an each way play seven anders to beat 14 september run she's been outstanding the last two wins down the straight beating the girls 
just has to do it against the boys now. But I, I fancy she's drawn the right spot to uh, to let go with a similar run as she did last start. And I think she's the, the hardest to beat. 12 swats that. The other filly, she's got sort of all that form around September run, second to her. And then since then, has gone two wins on the bounce. So she's certainly right in the game. And two wild rulers been winning well in Sydney this prep, having won the Heritage and the Roman Consul. And he's certainly well worth respecting. But I've gone seven on top from 14, 12 and two. It's become one of my favourites, September run, the 14, um, the two recent wins down the straight have been excellent. And key to her sitting back, being ridden quiet and um, unleashing with a, with a powerful sprint. Um, I think she can do the same again. I think draw the right part of the track and and she can keep the winning streak continue. It is a such a great race, so there's plenty of chances. Uh, the two wild ruler, I like that Sydney form, um, comes here and has jumped out well here. So we'll certainly be in the mix. <clears throat> Doubtlands, I know, was well beaten by Wild Rule and the Roman Console last start, but gets back down the straight. Of course, won the, uh, won the Danehill two starts ago at this trip, track and trip. Uh, Swats that going beautifully as well, has that sort of form with September run. Uh, but one number's 14, 2, 12 and 6. Uh, yeah, couldn't go past the Sydney form, which has proved superior on a couple of occasions already in Melbourne this spring uh, with Wild Ruler to beat Swats That. Uh, in fact, I've got all fillies after Wild Ruler, Swats That September run and Montesira. So 2, 12, 14 and 13. Second leg of the quaddy, third of the group ones and main race of the day is race seven. Amy Victoria Derby, 2,500 metres, set weights for three-year-olds worth $2 million, Joel. Uh, eight Redwood Shadow for me. He's uh, lightly race type, coming along really well. The debut run was excellent behind Camborne. Went to Ballarat, won the maiden impressively. I thought his effort in the Norman Robinson was good. I still can't believe he missed a place. Had him running for all up place bets through the day and he just loomed up to win and yeah, staggered he missed a place, but he just peaked on his run late. He had the best splits from the 800 to the 200, and I think he just used up all his petrol. And, uh, look, I thought it was a very good run. He should be better for that. He's Kiwi bred by Redwood. I don't think the step up and distance will hurt. I would love to him seeing him draw a good gate, but he settled beautifully the other day. So I think, you know, if they ride him patiently, they can save him up just for that little bit longer. Uh, the biggest straight certainly allows that. I think he's a really good play at 15 to 1, Redwood Shadow. To beat five, young Vertart, who, well, he's short enough at $3, but he clearly looks the most exciting of the field. Obviously missed that run last week. They were happy to scratch on the on the wet and go to this race at just his third start. So it'll be a big effort, but he certainly looks exciting. Two, El Barado, who did win that Ned's Classic or the, the Norman Robinson there at Caulfield. That was a strong win too because he had to make up plenty of ground and come wide and, and sustain a run. And prior to that, he was a good third in the race that young Verta comes out of. And one Cherry Tortoni, the Vars winner last week. The Vars winner usually runs well. He was getting a bit tired on the line. Quay Quay was reeling him in. But I still thought it was a good effort. And, well, you know, you go back six months and everyone was sort of spruiking this horse for the derby and now he's here in winning form. Eight on top With for me, five, two and one. hit the shot. There's, I think there's got to be some sort of query of a few of these whether they'll get up to the 2,500 metres, but I have no doubt he, he will. Um, just, this, just sort of 
Well, I start running Auburn Robinson's screen that he wants all of this, this all of this trip. He took an age to sort of wind up. Um, his last two meters, 200 meters was excellent coming Adam Leighton only really just missing the Quinella of Alvarado. Um, and let's crack a deal. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be at the six uh, on top. I've got, I do have Cherry Tortoni in for second. As Joel said, this horse has sort of been long in the, the Derby picture um, for some time now when he's coming here in form. He was sort of wide at the back there, no cover, and um, took off off around him. It was a nice sort of ride of Billy Egan after he after that sort of first half of the race. And, um, yeah, to get a little tight on the line, but um, it has been set for this race and <clears throat> has to be included. The two, Alberado for Glenella, who will also appreciate the rise and trip, as the breeding would suggest. And in for fourth, Young Worth of the five. Six, one, two, five. Yeah, the one I was most confident in running 2,500 was Alvarado, the uh, Ned's classic winner. Uh, Johnny Get Angry is uh, my second selection, who obviously was well beaten in that uh, vase last week, but I would have thought can will we'll, by Tavistock out of as a bill mare should just uh, keep going over the extra 460 metres. Young Verfa for third, well, needs to be the lightest raced winner of this since Martini Henry won it on debut, if you don't mind, in 1883. It was a while back now. Then won the Melbourne Cup at his second start, so not the sort of thing you really expect to happen uh, in this day and age. And look... Um, you know, are we getting a bit carried away because the stable mate did a similar thing in the South Australian derby? I had my doubts whether that would happen. Uh, the Russian Camelot not only won that, just absolutely mm. donkey with them. Of course, and uh, you wouldn't think that um, you wouldn't think. Uh, Danny O'Brien is adamant that uh, this horse is as fit as his Melbourne Cup runners, but uh, you wouldn't think making the run last week would help. Anyway. We will, we will see. And I've got Cherry Tortoni in for fourth. Uh, as Joel says, the Vars winner does usually go well. Probably is the is the distance doubt among my four. So Alvarado, Johnny Get Angry, Young, Bertha and Cherry Tortoni, two, three, five. And one, last of the group ones, third leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday with 16 to face the starter over 1,600 metres is the Kennedy Cantala. Quality handicap worth one and a half million dollars. I'm going with 15 nonconformist. I've always really liked this horse. And look, he, he hasn't perhaps had things go 100% to plan this prep. They were sort of thinking maybe Caulfield Cup and it was a slashing return run. He had that bit of a setback, had to go four weeks between runs. And, and then he was a bit disappointing at Caulfield. But he bounced right back with a strong win in the Coonji. This is tougher, coming back to 1,600, but he's down in the weights. I'm convinced he's a really good horse, and we're getting double figures. So I'm happy to have something on him, number 15, nonconformist each way to beat. Three, Olmedo. Mentioned him on the podcast last week and also mentioned that the wet was going to be a query at the Valley. Well, uh, Chris Waller did scratch him. He's been trialling really well up in Sydney. He's got a terrible gait, but I think on top of the ground, He'll run really well. I think he's a, a nice horse. Uh, seven Cascadian. Well, I dropped off for a couple of runs after being teased by him in the Lawrence and the Memsey, and I just thought, I'll just wait till he gets to Flemington, and then I'll 
entertain him again. He had uh, no luck in the roof at Clark. His two-rack run was okay. But I just think back to Flemington, down to 54 and a half. He gets his chance to show his best. And five-year-long prints of... Been with this bloke up in Sydney these couple of runs back. He's going really well. He hasn't won for a while, but Chris Waller's keeping him fresh. Four weeks between runs, staying at a mile. I think he's a live chance. I've gone 15 from yeah, three, seven, and five. Um, this, I'm, I'm, I've let the way of 50 stars, the one who was a very narrow second in this race <clears throat> last year. He's been excellent, I think. Well, his last start was certainly good. He was, first up over 1,200 metres, he was sort of... Um, Found them a little bit too nippy, but then the Moonga last start, he found the line nicely and he looks ready for the 1600 metres now. Really likes Flemington, of course, won the Blamey here back um, in the autumn, and then won, won the Australian Cup, beating the subsequent All Star Mile winner. Um, seldom runs poorly, he's on 10 or 25, and um, I think ready, ready now. So the one on top 50 stars, <clears throat> I've got the 13, which is the Buffalo River, in for seconds, who's been. And in a pair of runner-up efforts, first and second up, um, stepping up to Group 1. Handicap grade, last start, the two-rack, it was very good. Uh, Mr. Quickie beat him on there. He, he handles all, all going, does Buffalo River, and I think he's still improving with racing this bloke. The four is for third, Wild Planet, um, going well. Um, and yeah, impressive when the last start, but he's good in Epsom as well, two-back. Cascadian is a chance, as is Rock, the nine, and the 16. King's Legacy, 51 kilos. He was too bad to be true. I thought the Caulfield Guineas, um, he's certainly better than that. Um, he's run the Golden Rose start prior, was very good. And he's a Group 1 winner at 1,600 metres in the Champagne Stakes earlier in the year. Um, if he can certainly improve back to his best, he has to be considered at a bigger price, especially with 51 kilos on his back. And, and Group 1, Glen aboard. 1, 13, 4 and 16 in my top four. But, yeah, plenty will be going in the quaddy. Yes, Buffalo River for me. In fact, made Buffalo River my value bet for the day. Not a massive price, but uh, you'd certainly get your money back uh, each way if finishes in the first three. Wild Planet, Nonconformist and Harbour Views, who might be struggling to get a run as a third emergency, but that leaves me with 13, 4, 15, 10, and several more will be going in my quaddy as well. We round out Derby Day at 20 with race nine, which, of course, is the last leg of the quaddy. It's the Furphy Sprint, 1,100 metres for the mares at set weights and penalties worth 200,000 at group three level job. Gone with one exhilarates. I thought she was okay. First up at Caulfield, had a torrid run. She was four and five wide, loomed up on the turn and didn't quite finish it off, but she'll be a lot better for that. She's never missed the Quinella second up. She's got a good 1,100-metre record, and, and Damien Oliver sticks with her. So I think she can run well from six. Sister has won a couple of times down the straight, one during this carnival last year. Her next prep was a little bit flat. I thought her first up run at the Valley was really good. She was looked gone on the turn, didn't think she'd run a place, but she did stick on well behind El Ferraro, and that might just be a sign that she's back to something like her best. 12, bless her, is a ripper. She's had a bit of a freshen since the Cockrum. But, uh, yeah, I think she'll run really well. She always does. And for California Zimble, just a little query on her is that she's never won beyond second up. She hasn't often had deep campaigns. So just whether she can press on, you know, a bit deeper than second up and, and hold that form. But she, certainly she's talented enough to win. One on top from 6, 12 and 4. Uh, your listeners won't be surprised to know I've got the three diamond effort on top. I was, I thought she'd run a great race in the 
in the Manicato on Friday night before she was scratched due to the, um, the firmness of the track. She's had an excellent campaign. She's had the three starts. She's only won the one, which is first up, beating Liar. Um, fight sitting wide. She had no luck in the Moya. Um, and beaten by Dirty Work. Last start, it was the last crack. Um, so she's had three wide. She's proven down the straight. Um, this is a good field. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be diving in with, with her. She has plenty of talent. Um, she has, she's up against. Um, these straight races can you know throw up some odd results sometimes. But um, she does have a a wind down the straight and, and she's flying at the moment. A bit of rain um, in the next two days will only help her help her cause. So the three on top, Diamond Effort, California Zimbal, I'm a big fan of, big fan of her. I was um, pretty keen when she won at Caulfield. Second up, I uh, know the Snowdens have quite an opinion of her. The one exhilarates, no luck first up, but certainly proven to this. Um, that's a pretty big finish on her day. And the 11, in for fourth, Prophet's Thumb. Um, one over the odds. 3-4-1-11. I'm with Diamond Effort 2 to beat Fiesta, California Zimble and Sister 3-2-4. And 6, recapping our specials at Flemington. My best race 3, number 9, Octane. My value bet race 8, number 13, Buffalo River. Daniel's best race 2, number 1, Personal. Value bet race 1, number 2, In Danger. Joel's best in the Derby, race 7, number 8, Redwood Shadow. Value bet race eight, number 15, non-conformists. We finally move away from Randwick for Sydney Racing on Saturday. Head across to Rose Hill for the second richest race of the Sydney Spring, the Golden Eagle. Uh, no black type on the program, but we may as well take you through the quaddy races because the first three leagues are all very rich races. First of those is race six, Joel. It is the Kiprios Group Rose Hill Gold Cup. Over 2,000 metres, a quality handicap worth half a million. Yeah, I've gone with 14 Purple Sector. I would have tipped him in the Cantala, but he was just too far down in the order of entry, unfortunately. Um, look, I, he's all through his career, he's been a dead set dry tracker, this bloke. So the wet track is a real big concern. I'm surprised he's gone up favourite, but... I'm just going to treat him with a clean slate since he's been gelded. So since he's been gelded, he's was an excellent second first up and then a very dominant winner last time. So look, if he doesn't handle the wet on Saturday, then we'll absolutely know for sure that he's a dead set dry tracker. Uh, but I've put him on top. I wouldn't want to be stepping in at too short a price, but he's, uh, yeah, he's going really well. Nine House of Cartier, I think, is going pretty well also. I think the step up in distance is definitely going to be a plus for her. She's been performing well over distances short of her best. 10, Nimalee, looks set to peak over this longer trip. She was very good last time out, stepping up to Group 3 company in the Angst Stakes. She draws to get every possible chance. And 3, Wugok, well, he is a dead set mud like this bloke. He's been going okay, just lacking that sort of knockout blow on the dry tracks, but 8 from 13 on heavy, so he's uh, clearly a major chance if we're racing on heavy, and it looks like we will be. 14 on top with a bit of an asterisk from 9, 10, and 3. Yeah, I'm a bit of a fan of the 10, Nimalee. Um, she's ready to do something now, fourth up, up in trip, and importantly, she, she gets through the wet going just fine. She's finishing the Cronulla in all three soft track starts. Um, 54 kilos that she gets in well at the weights, and not even proof is still to come. So keen to see what Nimalee can do here, the 10. The 3, Wugok, I've chucked him, chucked him in mainly because I know the, the track looks like it'll be... Pretty bottomless, and he just gets through it so well. Um, 
So 10 to beat three, 14 in for third, which is Purple Sector, uh, and 16, I thought, sounds the cannons. The, um, the f- uh, first up, John O'Shea, uh, the stayer, going from Nathaniel. 52 kilos, Robbie Dolan on board. I thought bigger odds um, were throwing into sort of exotics, wider exotics. 10, three, and 14, 16. Second leg of the quaddy at Rose Hill on Saturday is race seven. Yes, 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 stakes, 1,300 metres. Set weights and penalties. It's worth a million bucks. Are we naming million-dollar races after Group 2 winners now, Joel? <laughs> or uh, is, is, uh, is it a sponsorship? Or is it just named after the previous Everest? Is this the race that was the Reds or stakes last yeah. year? Yeah, that's right. So the Everest winner gets this name. This, this race named after him 12 months down the track. Rightio, look, what are you going for? Yeah, well, I've gone for... Look, the horses coming out of the Everest, you know, should hold the key. And Guitra and Hort Brionner, you also got Eduardo, who just went far too quick. I've gone with the mare, Hort Brionner. I thought she was very good there. She had to settle close to that fast speed, settling third. She comfortably beat Eduardo and Nature Strip. I thought it was a terrific effort. No, not seen on heavy. She's won a couple of times on soft, so a bit of an unknown, but she's been in the Quinella 9 of 11, so there's really not many poor runs to talk about. So I've lent her away at a bit of value from one Geetra, excellent in the Everest, had to, had to come from a long way back, um, thought it was a terrific performance. He was six weeks between runs, so you'd have to think he's got to take a bit of improvement out of that. Seven star of the seas, really interesting runner. He's... He came up $26, and I thought there would be money for him. He's still around 21. He's dropping back from 2,000 metres, which seemed to be too far last time out. But his previous form was good. He's a very good wet tracker. So I think there'll be a bit of support for him on race day. And I've thrown eight deprive in. He's just struggling. He sort of just struggled in the last sort of six or 12 months to just go on with it. But his first up run was very good in the Premier. And his latest effort was good, although missing a place. He's drawn better. Hopefully, he can settle a bit closer from the better draw. He's been drawing wider and getting too far back. 12 on top from 1, 7, and 8. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on Hortbury on her. I thought she was excellent in the Everest. Um, set up in speed, a pretty quick speed. And um, the other two in front of her sort of knocked up, and she beat them home pretty easily. Um, the wet track doesn't pose a problem. Uh, I guess we'll see how, how, how wet it does get. But I think she's... Going extremely well this preparation, um, and get a good price for her with obviously G Char in the market and taking up um, a good percentage of the market. So keen on the twelve. Look beyond her, she's my best of the day in Sydney. Deprive in next. So he did burn me last start. I was pretty keen on him, and he's run well. I guess without really threatening wet track, and, and as Joel said, um, a kind of barrier here uh, won't get as far back. But certainly win this without shocking. The one, Gitra, uh, excellent again in the Everest. I just think at the 1,300 metres, I'd probably rather back on her than Gitra. Has sort of that, the mare sort of has that form, a slightly longer trip. Um, and in for fourth, I have the 13, Dame Giselle. Uh, 52.5 kilos can run a race to Philly. 12, 8, 1, 13. The big one at Rose Hill Gardens on Saturday is race eight, Iron Jack Golden Eagle. It is over the George Ryder course of 1,500 metres. It is set weights for four-year-olds, and it is worth seven and a half million, Joel. Yeah, gee, it's a good race, as you sort of expect for that money, but uh, no, really, really good race. And 
stack of chances. Wet ground just poses a another issue. But uh, one horse that will love the wet ground, I think, is number 13, Colette. Of course, the Oaks winner from the autumn. She sort of burst onto the scene, won the Adrian Knox, and then backed up a week later and won the Oaks on the heavy. She's yet to be placed in three runs this prep, but she was only beaten two lengths in the tramway. She was sort of three and a half lengths off Colding and even less off Very Elegant in a fast George Main. And then I thought her run in the Epsom was very good. She was in the line late. Suggesting she wants 2,000 metres, but they've kept her fresh. And this has been the target right the way through. And she's going to get a wet track. So it seems to be panning out perfectly for her. There's been good specking for her early in the week and hopefully on the right train. One alligator blood in for second. He was just a touch slow to begin in the Silver Eagle and then couldn't get control of the race. But I thought he was very good holding on to second behind Flit. No doubt he'll be peaking for this. He can use that wider gate. I don't mind the horses with speed drawn wide. He'll be able to get over pretty handy, I would have thought, and be very hard to beat. 14, subpoenaed the old favourite. Dropping back to 1,300 was against her last time. Back out to 1,500. She's drawn nicely. Hopefully settles midfield and gets her chance. Uh, she's getting out to a big price now. And 16, Sierra Sue. Can't leave her out. She's got so much X factor about her. That was an amazing win at Flemington last start. Smashed the clock. It was a great ride. She just continues to improve with each run. I've gone 13 from 1, 14 and 16. Yeah, cracking contest. This, um, I think one, if there's going to be a few horses... Or, um, throughout the week, who sneak under punters guards? I think one of those is the five Riadini, who's um, started thirteens out to nineteen dollars now. Um, Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bot trained Gallopers here fourth up. It's two the last two starts have been excellent. I think uh, he was in this this truck and trip in the Shannon. He should have finished much closer to Iron Superman. Just sort of couldn't build revs there. Was caught in a bit of a pocket, but good went out. Then stuck on stuck on well in the Epsom. And third behind Probabile and Funstar. Um, he's drawn ideally here again, reaching peak fitness now, fourth up. And um, look, it is such a great race. Plenty of these will have obviously plenty of support throughout the week. But I think Briadini's sort of gone under Punter's guards a bit. So happy to snap up the $19 about him now. He's on top for me, the 12 in next Funstar. The wide draw is obviously a, a query, uh, but she's just so honest. So she seldom runs a poor race. Once again, very good in the Epsom. Just found probably a little bit too classy there, but um, we know she'll... With any sort of even luck, she'll be there in the finish. 13, Colette. Yeah, that, that wet track is the key for her. Um, she's getting into reaching peak fitness now. Alligator Blood and um, Windstorm. Uh, probably could... Tough, found it hard to separate them for them two for fourth. Or with Alligator Blood, I think he's warming up nicely. It hasn't won this time in, but he's... Been set for this and getting out to a right sort of trip now. One. 13, sorry, 5, 12, 13 and 1. Rounding at the Quaddy at Rose Hill on Saturday is race 9, Key Clean Handicap, 1,400 metre benchmark 78. You're both on the same horse, which happens to be your best of the day, Joel. Yes, surreal step. Took on the Silver Eagle first up. Started $71, uh, set outside the lead, raced a bit keen and faded, but it's only beaten 2.8 lengths, so it was hardly a disgraceful run. Big drop in class, can use the inside gate to settle handy, hoping the inside's not a terrible place to be by this stage of the day, but loves wet ground. It's had five goes on soft and heavy for three wins and a third, so that'll do me. 13 surreal step from 15, Mirror Vision. Wide no cover last time out and was okay, 
Previous form was better. She's just sort of hasn't taken that next step. I thought she would, but she's certainly a, a chance. 16 Greek hero creates a lot of interest. First up was a winner first start in Australia. That was at Kembla Grange. And I thought the next two runs at Randwick behind Opacity were full of merit on wet tracks. So keen to see whether he's uh, come through that first local prep and, and taken another step forward. And for El Mahaha, he's a pretty honest bloke, this guy. He's only won two races, but he's never far away. Always gives you a good run for your money. He was only beaten two and a half lengths in the Kosciuszko. 13 on top from 15, 16 and 4. Yeah, it was a real step as well. I've always plenty of time for him. Again, as Joel touched on first up in a pretty hot field and wasn't disgraced really. Um, wasn't beaten too far there. Second up, has second up form. Um, and finds a much more suitable race. So 13 on top, 15 in next Mirror Vision. Uh, it was okay for wide run last time, which is better than that. Um, shows her best. She can certainly win. The ones a cat made. Smart hand, stable mate, Korea Dearest. Worked to beat him. Last start, he's been terrific form, his preparation. Deserves another win. And in for fourth, I've Fender. So he wasn't far away. And it caused Yosko last start. Um, back to a benchmark 78 here. Certainly win as well. 13, 15, 1, and 6. Okay, that wraps up the Rose Hill Quaddy. Uh, recapping the specials for Joel, race 9, number 13, Surreal Step, his best race 8, number 13, Colette. The value, Daniel's best race 7, number 12, Hopri on her. And Daniel, just quickly talk us through your value bet, which comes up earlier in the card. Race yeah, 3, number right. 4, Miss um, T. I think she's well over the odds, this mare, about 20 to 1. She doesn't win out of turn, but she runs well more often than not. She gets onto a wet track. That's her favoured sort of going. She's all three of her wins have come on uh, softer, heavy tracks. Um, and yeah, I think this is a nice race for her. She's drawn well. And uh, yeah, I think Miss Seed at 21 can run a price. So my best value is Sydney, race three, number four. In Adelaide on Saturday, they are racing on the main track. At Morfordville, there is a black type race. It is race eight. The listed John Letts Cup, previously known as the Tokyo City Cup, 1,800 metres at set weights and penalties. Yeah, yeah what would you like here? Race maybe two or three between Zenon Roman and Aqueduct, the nine Aqueduct, but that horse has um, come out sometime today. So, yeah, the two goes on top for me. Dan on Roman, he was first up in the Murray Bridge Cup over the mile. Um, well, he sort of whacked away there. He was wide up on the speed, drawn barrier 15, and he sort of stuck on okay. He was finished 6 of 15, um, was well beaten by win winning partner. I thought his run was, was good, considering he um, didn't have the best of runs out there. But relies on trips by 1,800 metres will certainly help him and um, find a much weaker race here. Uh, Dan on Roman, so the two on top. The eight in next, which is Blowtorch, uh, the Gawler Cup last start. He had a good run there on, on the fence, but the, the gap sort of didn't appear for him in the straight. Um, worked well to the line. Uh, went clear there. Didn't have much luck in the Balaclava Cup to start prior. So, um, due a change of luck, this horse, Blowtorch. The three, Regalo Di Gartano, yeah, going well. And in for fourth over the five, Sentimentalist. But I think we can, uh, if you want to play Quaddy at Morville, we'd probably go skinny in this leg with maybe just the two and the eight. My number's 0, 2, 8, 3 and 5.
Your best at Morphville comes up earlier on the program, race three, number yeah, nine, Gracie Bird. My opinion of this uh, filly, she, remember, she ran a good race at Balaclava, second up last preparation behind the crone, and then went to stakes level straight after that, a listed race, and sort of outclassed there, was put away for a spell. She was first up over 1,400 metres and really accelerated nicely when asked for an effort. Um, quickly up to 800 metres here and gives the impression she'll get every bit of it. I think she's a, a really smart smart filly is Gracie Bird and has much more upside than the horses she's up against on Saturday. So my best of the day, Adelaide, race three, number nine. The value comes up in race six, first leg of the quaddy. Um, the Tony and Calvin McAvoy trained YKO. Uh, gets a breakthrough for a win this preparation, but he's racing well in some pretty handy races in Victoria. And that night guy form which along with is good for this, I think. Um, it wasn't far Scottish dancer. The last start is one I've been a time for as well. He's back in grade to a benchmark 64. Um, and I think he should really, maybe with the exception of a couple of others, um, Extra Mile and Leanne, uh, it's not a race with a lot of depth. So I think he's a good each way bet, the two. Uh, YKO, race six, number two. Any thoughts on Adelaide, Joel? Uh, no, nothing for me, Bart. We head north to Brisbane, where the racing is once again at Doombin. Uh, we've got it marked a soft five. I see Racing Australia Thursday afternoon have a heavy nine. We're uh, expecting fine weather. I take it, Daniel, what we do have is a 10-race card uh, after the quaddy races got washed out last week. So we get another 10-race card here. We yeah, look fine for us. Regarding yeah. the weather, we have sunny skies Thursday, Friday in Brisbane. Then on a race day, there's expected to be a bit of rain. Um, not a whole heap, but um, look, I reckon we'll probably be in a soft soft range most of the day. Um, in terms of a best bet, um, race seven is my best. Red Chase It was part one of, in, in one of those races... They got called off last week. He had to was up was going to come against Desert Lord in that race, so I was keener on the chance of Desert Lord last week, but no Desert Lord here. I think Red Chase up to the thirteen fifty, um, getting out to his preferred distance. I think it'd be really hard to beat. Um, just needs to get off the fence at the right time, even running, and I think Red Chase will be hard to beat, and hence the best of the day in Brisbane for me. Race seven, number three. In terms of a value, um, I did like So You Win, which come, was in the, the staying race earlier in the day, but it's come up about 380. So I'll go with race eight, number 10, which is depths below. Um, resumed in a, in a similar no metro wins race first up, and I thought it was one of the better runs there. Uh, second up form, good enough in there. Looks to be a bit of speed in the race. Um, the source will get back and, and run on, and I think he'll get his chance. Race eight, number 10, depths below my uh, best each way bet at Doombin. Anything for you at Durban, Nothing there for me, Bucks. All right, we head west to Ascot, uh, where there is a Group 3 race. It is race eight, the Hosemasters Asian Bow Stakes, 1,400 metre handicap. Uh, oh, sorry, there's actually two, uh, there's two black-type races. So first, before that, there is a... Another Group 3 race, and that is the Prince of Wales Stakes, 1,000-metre weight for age at Group 3 level. And BJ is with number five, Stageman, to beat Valor Road, Malibu Style and Rock Magic. In the uh, in the Asian Bow, 
Uh, he likes uh, Red Can Man to come good. Third up, number four, the Cup Night Inspirational Girl and Media Baron, four, three, nine, and six. BJ's best, race four, number four, Heaven's Gift, his value bet, race nine, number 12, which is Karajiri Aurora. Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at Pukekohe and Awapuni. Yeah, Pukekohe, my best bet comes up in the last. Race nine, number 14, Z Falls. Uh, both runs to date have been good, suggesting that the step-up in trip's definitely going to suit. Really did finish strongly last time out after getting into a bit of trouble on the turn. So the step-up to a mile should be a, a big positive. Race nine, number 14. The value there is race six, number 13, low profile. Lightly raced daughter of Tavistock. She's won three from 13, had a couple of seconds as well. She's run well fresh at this track before, so I uh, can see her starting over the odds anyway, not from a, not from a big name stable. It's certainly a, quite an astute stable, so I think low profile might be worth a look each way. At Awapuni, the best comes up. Race four, number 14, Victorum. Not, uh, not the New South Wales uh, visitor, trained by Jenny Graham, but this filly's only had one start. She's by shooting to win. I uh, thought the debut run was quite good to finish third, but judging by a recent trial, she seems to have filled out and grown up a little bit, and that was a dominant trial win. I think she uh, can go through the classes and can kick off her prep with a maiden win, and the best value is in race eight, number 10, London Banker. Put three wins on the trot at 2,100 last prep when going through the grades. He's had two runs back from a spell. This is his toughest test over this sort of trip, but I think he's more than up to it, third up. Looks ready to win race eight, number 10. All right, that wraps up a massive Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bets of the weekend, or as we like to call them, lazy lobsters. to Suburban Rock Patrol, suburbanrockpatrol.bandcamp.com for all your rock needs. Um, well, Joel, uh, after a long drought, you are now on officially on a roll. Portland Sky last week, classic legend the week before. Our guest lobster, Wayne Morse, also picked up a collect with Fatal Femme last week. So a comfortable, um, a comfortable profit for the team, which we hope to keep going. So, Joel, uh, what have you got? Yeah, for we're going for three on the bounce, and we'll go for a little bit more value and we'll play each way. So if it runs a place, we'll make a little profit. If it wins, we'll be laughing all the way to the bank. We'll go to the Victoria Derby. Race seven, number eight, Redwood Shadow. Uh, I'm going to shift stage. Daniel. So no luck in Brisbane last week. Iron Swerving was pretty disappointing. So we'll go to Adelaide. Morpherville, race three, number nine, Gracie Bird, I think she's a really smart filly and and can win well on the weekend. I am going with Flemington, race three, number nine, Octane, 20 a win. 
Our guest lobsterer, Wayne Morse, is staying in Perth, uh, but he is going for an all-up this time, and he's starting with a real shorty in race one at Perth uh, at Ascot, and that is a number two clairvoyance, unbeaten, and then he is, uh, so we go all up that into race eight, number four, Red Can Man. That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post. If you haven't already, it is online as we speak on Thursday afternoon. It'll be in shops Friday morning. That's your Derby Day edition. We also have a cup special coming out. That'll be online on Saturday night. So watch out for that. Uh, and you might want to consider the online version if you haven't in the past because um, you'll have to be waiting to Monday because of various logistical problems. First thing Monday uh, in the shop for your winning post Melbourne Cup special, uh, unless you're lucky enough to live in Tasmania because uh, our new printing arrangements over there are going gangbusters to the extent that it will be out first thing Sunday uh, in Tasmania. Uh our next podcast, as I mentioned at the top of the program, is going to be Monday lunchtime. We will be online uh, with Melbourne Cup special. Three of us we even have some special guests. But until then, great weekend, everybody. Plenty of winners.